Welcome to How Do You Write? I'm your host, Rachel Heron. On this podcast, I talk to authors about how they write, what their process is, and how their lives fit together. I'll keep each episode short so you can get back to writing. Well, hello, writers. Welcome to episode number 22 of How Do You Write? Today, I'm talking to my friend Greta Bikas, who has recently put out her first novel, and it's lovely. And the there's a little bit of a sound quality issue for this one, but not much. It's just um, the connection wasn't great, but it's absolutely worth listening to because she is so smart and so sweet and so wonderful. I know you're going to enjoy it. Um, I'll just catch up on my week a little bit. Uh, I had a pretty productive week, although on Saturday I... Um, I was supposed to write about 3,000 words according to my master schedule of blasting my way through this book, which is due in three weeks. Um, and I just threw a tantrum. I just threw a total fit on Saturday morning, woke up with lots of energy, but I did not want to write. And I just stomped around the house, grumpily stomping, stomping, stomperson, uh, until I just kind of gave myself the day off um, because I don't like to write on the weekends. That I do try to keep my weekends for either working on marketing stuff or doing other things or just doing nothing, hanging out with friends and family. So I let myself go right off the rails. I have been wanting to call my mailing list down a little bit because um, at a certain point your emails, if you have people on a mailing list, they get expensive to keep on the mailing list and you really only want um, readers who are on your mailing list who are engaged, who want to get your emails. You don't want somebody who just deletes every single email that you send unread. That's not your reader. That's not who you should be emailing. So I've been wanting to um, call that list down. There are there are different ways of doing that. And uh, in order to do that, I spent all day doing a million different things and it was so fun. And I'm just going to run them down real quickly because um, if you're into this technical aspect of writing at all, like I am, uh, this any some of these points might be helpful. But I decided that I wanted to release a short story that I had found on my hard drive. Um, it's uh, an old short story from probably five years ago called Socks for Alex. Before I winnowed my email list down, I wanted to send out something for free, something fun. Um, maybe to get some of those readers more active so they don't look like inactive subscribers. So, I, you know, and they get a gift. That's cool. So I wanted to send out this short story. But the problem with sending out a piece of writing a lot of times is the technology involved. It's hard to get this product onto a device that people all over the world might be using. You know, they're using an iPhone or an Android or a tablet or a Kindle Fire or a Nook, um, just their computer. There's so many different ways that people can read media and PDF is not always the right way to go um, or the best way to go. Not everybody knows how to put an EPUB or a Mobi onto their device. Sideloading can be a problem. So I decided to send it through a service called BookFunnel, which I've been using and loving for another project. Um, but basically, you pay BookFunnel a small amount of money a month, I think, and they handle the delivery. So that's really cool. But in order to do that, I needed to make this short story into a product, into a book. We'll call it a book. It's not a book, obviously. It was four pages long. But I needed to make it into that. So um, then I needed a cover, right? So I fire up Photoshop, download some stock photography, make a cover. It doesn't have to be good because it's just a short story, but it had to be there. 
So I did that. And then I downloaded a new application to me called Vellum, V-E-L-L-U-M. They are an application to make EPUBs and Mobis for um, putting up on the various retail platforms. And it's expensive. It's 30 bucks to make one book or 200 books to make 200 bucks to make an unlimited number of books. And I was not going to pay $200 if I didn't know that I would love it, obviously. So I downloaded the $30 version, made this book, short story. But in order to have all the links in place at the end of the story, if people want to go on and read other of my books, I had not built all the evergreen redirection links into my books yet. And I'm going to go over that really, really briefly what that is. That means it is a link that um, you send people to your site, buy this link, it hits your site briefly, and then it bounces off. You redirect it to the right place. So if I send you to read How to Knit a Love Song on iBooks, I send you to my link that then shoots you to the current place where that book lives on the internet. That's all a redirect is. But I hadn't built all those. So that took a couple of hours to build my old books links to put them in vellum in order to make this book. And all told, I have about 21 or 22 properties, which are either books or novels or short stories or novellas, um, all of them being sold or distributed on the five platforms which is Amazon, iBooks, Kobo, Nook, Google Play. So that took a while. And I finally got that done. I got Vellum. I pushed the button on Vellum to distribute it in all the different kind of platforms. And it just went zit, 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 zit. There's all your files. There's your iBooks file. There's your Amazon file. It was brilliant. I immediately threw the other $170 their direction because I want to keep using this product. It really was plug and play if you're a self-publisher check out Vellum. I can highly recommend. So all of that took about 10 hours to do that whole day. And I was just kind of giddy with the excitement of it all. It was super, super fun to be doing this crazy, weird side thing just in order to give away a short story, just so that I could winnow my emailing list, just because I gave myself the day off of writing. And um, I just got really jazzed from it. I love learning new things, learning new products, learning new apps, um, trying to figure out the smartest way to do things. And so that was really enjoyable. Uh, but now I'm right back in it. I enjoyed taking my Sunday off. And today, this morning is uh, Monday as I record. And um, I got almost 5,000 words written, which was my goal. So um, lots of words being written on this book. And now let's jump into the interview. I have probably confused a lot of people. Don't worry about any of that. If it's advanced math in terms of writing, just worry about your writing, what you're getting on the page, because someday you'll be able to put that out into the world, use all these devices and apps, but you don't have to worry about that right now. Just worry about getting to the page, getting to your desk, writing some terrible, terrible words so that you can fix them later. Okay, enjoy the interview with Greta. Hey, you're a writer. Did you know that I send out a free weekly email of writing encouragement? Go sign up for it at rachelherron.com slash write. And you'll also get my Stop Stalling and Write PDF with helpful tips you can use today to get some of your own writing done. Okay, now on to the interview. All right. Well, I would love to welcome to the show today, Greta Bikas, who's a personal friend of mine. Hello, Greta. Thanks for being here. Hi, Rachel. Happy to be here. 
Thanks. Little introduction for you. Uh, Greta, Greta Bikas is an author, a knitter of complex mathematical equations, a word nerd, a physics junkie, a voracious reader, and an open wheel racer. And her first novel was recently released. It's called Remembering the Way, a novel about life in science. And I just loved it, Greta. I was so honored to read it and so excited to read it. We had, we were just chatting before the show on how long we've known each other and how long we've been talking about writing. But I actually, yeah, fr- how long ago was it? So I was looking back in my archives and I think it was 2002. I think so. I, that's what I would guess too. Yeah. 14 so years. 14 years. Oh my gosh. But <laughs> yeah, where the blogging took us all and Finding our own voices through all of that has just been the most marvelous journey. It's really fantastic. Absolutely the best to watch my friends come out with works and to have them supporting me. It's just one of the big joys of my life. So I would love to ask you about your process a little bit, if you don't mind. Okay. What is the best time of day for you to write? Four o'clock in the morning. And I write before anyone else gets up or anyone else is pinging me for anything. And I dedicate that time. And it's usually about three hours. And I just write straight through. I I don't check my email. I don't, you know, I just don't do anything. And it's amazing the characters, I guess they're percolating in my dream state. And so when I hit the keyboard, they are all ready to go do whatever they're ready to do. It's, It's a great time for me. And then I research in the afternoons okay. because that's when my sort of technical, my technical brain wakes up. Yeah. That's awesome. I have recently discovered that three hours is kind of a sweet spot for me. I also yep. like to just write straight through. I might check email like once at about the 90 minute mark, but, um, but three hours is just, I, and you were a runner at one point, right? Yeah. 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 And when yep. I was when I was doing my marathon, I, I learned that mile 16 or 17 was about my favorite mile. That was just a really good place for me to hit when I was training. And maybe that's kind of like the three hours of writing. <laughs> I think so. And it's also, it's that same endorphin rush mm-hmm. that you get like just before three hours. And you feel like, oh, yes, I'm writing. This is fantastic. Exactly. And then I have to leave myself you know, I have to leave myself hanging when I'm writing. So yeah. I don't ever finish a chapter or a scene. I like, and then she opened the door and I closed my laptop. It's exactly. That's exactly what I do. Yeah. It's yeah. so helpful. Where do you write normally? I write standing up in the kitchen. Really? I take my laptop out to, yeah, I feed the dogs. And if I stand at this little, I've made it like my standing desk. They see me standing there and they think, okay, we can relax because mom's working. Uh-huh. And so they, you know, it just, it works out really, really well. Oh, that's awesome. I love that image. Yeah. And it's, and it's good for yeah. you too. And how do yes. you write? Yes. Are you longhand? Are you on the computer? Uh, I write almost exclusively on the computer, but mm-hmm. I draw a lot of maps and lots of, um, Mostly maps, like where the characters are going and where, where they've been and, you know, maybe what their favorite food is. Like th- these these brainstorming mind maps really help me um, keep focused and not wander too far off from wherever the characters are. 
Now, I know you're an artist as well um, as a writer. How detailed are those maps? Oh, crazy detailed. <laughs> crazy detailed. Yes. So I I can get very lost in the minutia of, you know, creating pointillist art, you know, where I'm doing like little dots of, of things. So, yeah. It, and But that's different than the big picture thinking of actually writing. So it's good for both sides of my brain. Absolutely. And how do you refill the creative well when you're kind of running dry? Oh, so my favorite thing to do is to go to the gym and watch people. And so the other day I was at the gym and I didn't really want to be there and I didn't really want to be on the exercise bike. But this guy was walking around the gym and kind of looking in the mirrors and posing. And so I made up this whole story about how he grew up in a cult where they were not allowed to look in mirrors. And if you looked in a mirror, then, you know, you would age beyond your time. So I'm making up this whole story. And all of a sudden, <laughs> my time on the bike is up and I'm done. And, you know, so it's just you go to Target or go to the Gym. Yeah, you just get all of this like, oh, look, there's a character. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love being in the world. And I just yeah. love looking at people like that. That's awesome. What is the worst yes. writing advice you've ever been given? Uh, that people don't read anymore. Oh. That there's no reason to write a book because people don't read anymore. That's yeah. A terrible thing for so, someone to say oh, to anyone. Cool. And that's just such a myth. I think that people are reading more than ever. I, I do too, because I certainly am. Yeah. They say that people yeah. who switch over to an electronic device of any, you know, Kindle or Nook, um, they start to read about 40% more books just yep. because of ease of getting everything. Um, yeah. Because like if you're standing waiting in line, you know, you can read a chapter exactly. and all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh, is it my turn? Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's the best, especially standing in line waiting for prescriptions at Kaiser. That is where I read. <laughs> yeah. What secret writing tip of awesomeness did you discover the hard way? Um, not to over control my characters. Mm. I need to let them go where they are want to go because I try to rein them in or I try to say, oh, no, 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 oh, no, no. I'm going to how do you do this? And it never works. Like I just have to let them be who they're going to be. And they surprise me all the time. So they really how, do. It's amazing. How much plotting do you do of your novels then? None. Wow. None. You are a pantser Zero. all the way. Well, and, and if you know me well, I'm not. I'm a spreadsheet girl. Mm -hmm. I can keep lists, things need to go in order and all that stuff. But when I tried to do that, the characters just revolted. They were like, nope, sorry. Not no, moving. No, not going there. Nope. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I learned it the, the hard way. What do you do when they wander the wrong direction? Well, maybe they don't. I let them, you know, because you can write 10,000 words and maybe a thousand of them are going to end up in the book or right. maybe none of them are going to end up in the book. But you, you really have to let them go, you know. So my kids were great at teaching me that. Like, Aww. don't micromanage us because it doesn't work. <laughs> Let us be our own people. <laughs> Can yeah. you give us a quick craft tip of some sort? Um, research, research, research. Like the, the science in my books has to be real. It has to make sense for me. Yeah. And so I can spend six hours researching one little sentence that I've written. And then that just illuminates the scene for me because I have 
the facts to back it up. So right. that if somebody asks me, you know, why was he doing that? It's like, oh, let me show you the research because <laughs> here it is. Yeah. You have always been a wonderful one for chasing down glorious rabbit holes and bringing people along yes. with you. <laughs> Yes. So, uh, and now you have a built-in excuse to do that all the time. Yeah. Well, and that's what's so great is because it used to be, you know, someone would say, "Well, why are you interested in that?" And now I can say, "Oh, it's research for a novel. Thank you very much." Totally. I got into a, yeah. a crematorium not that long ago by using that, and it was just. I mean, they just showed me everything because they believed right, me. Right. And I was telling the truth, so they should believe me. But they had no reason to. <laughs> right. But it's amazing what people will tell you if you say, yeah. gosh, that's, you know, I'm trying to figure out. And they were like, well, why? It's like, oh, because I'm writing a novel. It's really important to the plot. And they're like, oh, well, let me show you this box. Right. Oh, um, right. <laughs> Okay. People want to share their knowledge about the things that they know about, that they're excited about, because you're excited about it. That's, oh, that's yes. one of my favorite things. Yes. On yes. really bad days, if you could not write, if you just woke up one day and you didn't want to write anymore, what profession would you jump right into? Um, you could be anything in the world. Yeah. So I wish I could get paid for my medical advocacy. It's something that that I do because I can't, like, I feel like it's really important that we all take an advocate with us whenever we are going to any kind of healthcare appointment. Yeah. And I do that for lots of people. And it's just the most rewarding thing ever, ever. It's That's just fantastic. Awesome. So that is really, really lovely. Yeah. I've recently been doing that a little bit for a friend of mine. And it really is important for us to be able to do that for each other, have that listen. Yes. Yeah. And to have the person who says to the doctor, is this the way you would explain this to your mother or your yeah. family member? And they yeah. kind of go, oh, oh, wait a second. And the patient can't really do that. The patient, the patient's brain is already no. in another place. Yeah. Yeah. And, and mostly it's like, let me out of here. I don't want to be here. I don't really yeah. want to hear what I have to say. So yeah, good for you. That's really, really lovely. Thank you. And Thank if you. you were starting over as a new writer today, what advice would you give yourself? Oh God, write every day, no matter what, you know, <laughs> I used to think I'm going to write when I have time yeah. and that just doesn't work. Like you have to write every day for three hours and it, it doesn't have to be great writing. You just have to write because somewhere in there, there's something that leads to something else, but just write every day and don't wait until you have a PhD in technical writing for God's sakes, just <laughs> write. Or wait for the perfect idea or wait for the kids to go to college or any of those waiting. Oh, yeah. 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 I just heard on a podcast earlier today, somebody say that the more we write, the more we train ourselves to get into flow faster, which yes. I really, really think is true. And, and that, that moment that it switches into flow is just one of the best feelings in the world. Don't you think? Oh, oh isn't it? Oh, <laughs> it's fantastic. Yes. Yes. What would you like to plug but right you, but, now? Oh, sorry. Ah, well, I'd like to plug this. Please tell us I'm, about Remembering right. the Way. So I'm really proud of the way it looks, actually, yeah, which gorgeous. is kind of a silly thing. But I was <laughs> able to, you know, create my own cover design. And, and so um, 
Remembering the Way is my first novel in a series of novels where I am writing about people who are considered to have a disability. And instead of people seeing them as people, people see their disabilities. Mm -hmm. And so I'm writing from a person-centered language, see me instead of my limitations, see my abilities. And so this one's about a medical researcher who's trying to solve kidney disease, which... And I actually, you know, the greatest thing was that I met a patient who had this rare kidney disease and got to just talk to her all about it. And so that was really, really like I knew what he was studying and that made it even more powerful to write the story. Because of all the research you had done. That's really, really, really great. And it's such a a beautifully sweet and such, such a you book too. There's so much heart and emotion inside it. I just really, really enjoyed it. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you. And that's not the way characters like that are generally portrayed. Yeah. You know, we don't usually approach them with a sweet emotional outlook. Right, right. So, well, the main character. That, that's so is... gratifying that that came through to you. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The main character in that book is autistic, correct? Or on or Asperger's. Which one? Asperger's. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Asperger's. Yeah. It's yeah. wonderful, wonderful book. And where can people Thanks. find you online? Oh, gosh. So I'm on Instagram as Greta Lynn Nitz, and I'm on Twitter as Greta Nitz. And I have to be on Facebook as my, my real self, but I don't like, oh, God, I do it because I have to. But uh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, don't don't find me there. Find me on Instagram. We're very boring on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it's like, hi. Yeah, but something anyway. here, something here. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank yeah. you, Greta. It's lovely to talk to you. I'm so glad that you were on the show. And good luck with NaNoWriMo, which is starting as we speak tomorrow. Yes. So I know. I'm so excited. Book number four is NaNoWriMo's Yay. project this year. Yay. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Thank Thanks, you. Greta. Thank you. This was a joy, as always. Talk soon. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of How Do You Write? You can reach me on Twitter, Rachel Heron, or at my website, rachelheron.com. You can also support me on Patreon and get essays on living your creative life for as little as a buck an essay at patreon.com slash Rachel, spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And do sign up for my free weekly newsletter of encouragement to writers at rachelheron.com slash write. Now go to your desk and create your own process. Get to writing, my friends.